Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Yeah, nobody has headsets but me. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I guess I'll have to answer all the questions. Good morning. This is a Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Excuse me uh, while I get some headphones here. Okay. Sorry, just... Uh, just having a party. Yeah, yeah, I'll put you in charge of the, the well, headphones. I can talk without headphones, can I? I don't know. You got yours. You got yours. You might know the answer. Might not know the answer yeah, to the question. That's right. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. We could get uh, 50% of the time, we could get a, a good answer on this show if I did it by myself. How's that? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're well. Uh, Phil, uh, untangling everything, that's good. Working fast, I like to see that. Everybody's awake this morning. If you're not awake, go outside. <laughs> That'll perk you up. It certainly will. It's nice. It's really nice this morning. There's some, some rain off to the west of us, and we might get some of that today, which will be fine with me. I, I, I like a little little bit of rain. Everything's looking looking good. Pam Beck is with us this morning. Pam, you have headphones, don't you? Or so- <laughs> I don't need it when I'm home. I've got yeah, a telephone. I know. you just just <laughs> getting a foot massage and everything, right? You know. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> She's having oh, a good time. Oh, no, no. You all right? Yeah, just, just ready. Yeah, we're, we're great out here in the, in the northern end of Wake County and um, just looking forward to some rain. We need it. It's, it's been dry in the garden. Yes, it has. Yeah, I, I, especially since I planted three camellias. Again? Okay. Yes, and absolutely, I need rain. And I planted two uh, hydrangeas. Now, did you plant plant all those close to the house or down toward the bog? They went toward the bog. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm running out the house. <laughs> I was about to say. So I am. Uh, Phil, Phil can. Uh, I miss y'all. Phil and Carlton came to my house sometime yeah, recently. It's the day before Melissa's surgery. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so you, you you saw saw that I didn't have a lot of room for anything. No, you don't have any room. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. Yeah. I, I like the way you've done everything. It's just like I, I mean, I just get something and stick it in. Yeah. I, I don't really have any. You know, rhyme or reason, I kind of planted the pine. Well, I did outside. later on, I, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. there are some things there that, but I, you know, you just you just plant what you're what what you want. Exactly. You, you know, it's and that's okay. until you run out of space. And and unfortunately, I should have should have bought a house with a lot more space. Well, now none uh, of you are as bad as I am about planting tall stuff in front of short. Ah, uh, it's okay. You can walk around. You, you, you can walk around and look at it. That's, That's right. right. That's yeah. why I don't allow any professional landscaper. <laughs> did you did visit. you see the uh, banana tree out back? No, I didn't see it. The 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 whatever I don't know if that's considered a tree or a yep. shrub, but it's certainly tree like. Well, that's uh, yeah. The back of my house is is much more interesting than the than the front. Did the, uh, I'll come back and check it out. Did the have the banana tree leaves shredded? like you want yes to. yeah i mean it's Great. perfect it's Great. perfect but i tell you it's just grown from nothing to <laughs> you know it's it's at least 10 feet tall they now. do yep and the leaves the leaves are are huge it's amazing it's really amazing it's it's kind of um you know you you, you walk in to my house and look out uh, with the glass in the back and you see that that three and wonder 
what's going on out there? Yeah. <laughs> Got some yeah. uh, nuclear nuclear soil there or something. I don't know. But, That's uh, huge. Yeah. So Pam, do you have uh, banana shrubs? I mean, of course, there. Oh they're... yeah, I've got uh, I've got a big old banana out or front. tree. Sabajou, and you were talking about the leaves. The leaves are the size of surfboards. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge, right? Yeah, yeah, they're huge, and um, occasionally we'll pull them down or off, and um, just marvel at the size of these things. And they they die back to the ground every winter. Yeah. And come back miraculously and get that tall. So, do you, do you, you know, cut yours down <clears throat> at some point? Yes. yes we and then do. pile up um, mulch. Last year, last year we left them up and we left the the stalks up. And t- of course, when the leaves collapsed, then we cut those off. Um, yeah. Just as an experiment, and uh, <laughs> they got even taller than they had in the past. So I think this year we'll saw them off. I take a handsaw, like a pruning saw and cut them, and they're real juicy, full of water, very heavy, and um, we'll drag them down into the woods to just become compost. Yeah. Well, every time I try to cut something down in my yard, somebody in my family or a friend or something, no, don't cut that down. Because <laughs> you know? it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting. It's just, just too much of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, you agree with that? You don't like my yard, do you? I do like your yard. No, you don't. I, I no, can no, no, tell. No, 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 no. I can tell that you no. don't like it. I tell you it's one thing. It's like mine. It's just I. I went out and just. But except you've got a lot more, a lot more planted. But I love it. Now I like it planted like that. Oh, that's uh, that's because good. Because you walk around. And At least like it for the next two hours. No. <laughs> because you walk around and you find interesting things. Yeah. That you, there there oh, are there nooks and crannies. Oh, exactly. The, in fact, the uh, the the WPTF uh, Weekend Gardener magazine. Yep, I saw. Hey that. Pam, I I haven't sent you uh, my magazine, have you? Have I? No, and I'd love to see the new copies. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll get winter. that out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess as soon as I can. Can't Thank do it right. I'll, I'll do it uh, today or Monday. That's a beautiful okay, background of, of Michael's. I've, it's just a little nook and cranny of the backyard. That. that is a there's a weathered bench there with lichen and all of that yep. stuff, yep. and yep. and mm-hmm. it's a, like a teak bench, <laughs> and it um, has a bright bright red. Although it didn't show up as red as it really did in the photograph on the cover of a uh, Japanese maple. I'm not sure what variety. But uh, I wish I had taken it so the bright yellow one that's not far from it could have gotten in there, too. It had been a nice contrast. But we wanted a little fall scene, and and I won this year. (laughs) So I made made the cover. So you can see that when I send send it to you. And they're available uh, all around the the Triangle area and in Greensboro at Guilford Garden Center. They got got a bunch of listeners up there, apparently. Uh, they said their magazines have uh, they're they're almost out, so either somebody wanted a a, a garden magazine or they are familiar with the show. But yeah, we do get calls in, from um, Greensboro, up in Winston. Uh, my brother just told me a little while ago that somebody came in last week and was telling him that that they heard us on, on they heard the show and good, heard good. his sister on the show up in and, King. Yes. Not far from Mount Airy. That's it. How about that? Well, that's yeah, great. Yeah, you can here. listen to us. Uh, you listen to the podcast, Google or Apple or wherever you get podcasts, and uh, certainly tune in radio and WPTF.com, uh, things like platforms like that. You can hear the show. And over the air, you can, you can certainly hear it too. 
Although the digital transmitters, I'm not, I'm not convinced they, they beam as far as they used to. You know, it's a, the digital technology is so clear, but it, it uh, doesn't, it doesn't send the signal quite as far. But I may be wrong about that. I'll, uh, I'm sure an engineer will correct me. Uh, 919-860-9783. I'll tell you one thing I do not want in my yard is ground cell. Is that the correct term for it? It's blooming all along the roads, white flowers. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's everywhere now. It's taking over. I, I used to see it down on the coast. Yeah. But now I see it. Is that the correct term term for the plant, Pam? Uh, are you talking about the old-fashioned salt bush? Salt bush is, yeah, prob- is probably for. Um, it, it, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of white things that are blooming along the roads right now. Some of the the little asters are white. Yeah, these are uh, big. I don't know. Shoulder tall. Or yeah, they have plumes on them, and you know. They I always have to ask yeah. Lane what they are. I can't ever remember. I thought yeah, someone, I and, thought I was told um, they were Grace ground cell. Austin used to talk about them. Um, it's there's a salt bush um, plant, and this is something, and it's also called groundsel tree. Groundsel, no, not ground. Well, yeah, I'm from Nash County. Soul. It's groundsel. <laughs> ground sale. <laughs> Doggone yeah, it! I know it is salt bush. And, All right. Well, that's easier to remember. Yeah. Uh, just look at the color. You know, the color of the leaves. Uh huh. I think it's beautiful. But it's very invasive. Yes, it can be, because a lot of the flowers will fly off and and things like that. But um, That's all that we have on the side of the road now, it seems like. (laughs) But you don't notice it until this time of year. Yeah, the female bushes are the ones that are just covered with flowers. And um, it's it's very light and fluffy, very much like... um, it's got that same kind of downiness that dandelions and milkweed yeah. type seeds do. Wow, it's that's not scary. good. Someone on my walking route, uh, you know, not too far from me, maybe a mile or so, had had some in their yard. I wanted to go pull it up. Mm. Well, here's the deal, though. It it is a good nectar plant for butterflies, including moths. Oh, okay. And so it it is it is a native plant that feeds things late in the season when there's not a lot else that's out there yeah this this thing blooms late and uh, sure does. We are really late this year with our frost and freeze not happening until just you know a night ago so uh this is one of the few things that's still still out there blooming for these little migrating butterflies it's well it is pretty but i i just uh, afraid of its invasiveness kind of i mean it's the i don't know well, speaking of speaking of roadside plants, seems to me like I don't see as much Queen Anne's lace as I used to, right. and I have never been able to domesticate any of that in my garden. I'll put it yeah. in. Yeah, it I, just won't well, come back. I don't know. Anybody do that? The, yeah, if you find the seeds when it first blooms, Rufus, earlier in the spring, if you if you find a stand of it and you collect the seeds after they've dried and sprinkle them in your garden, about the time that you see them on those wild plants, they should, they should um, start, you know, coming back for you. Yeah, I had some that Lane had grown out, and they were like a lavender pink color. Ooh, um, yeah. Wow, I've never seen anything yeah. like that. Well, they're, yeah. he had gotten the seed and grown them out, but they're just, um, I'll, I'll get some for you. Do they come back? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll see. From seed? Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. He's got them Love in his Queen house. Love Queen Anne's Lace. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. I haven't seen, but I'm I'm with you. Uh, we used to have a huge crop of it up there at the corner uh, when we were up there, but I haven't seen it, haven't noticed it that much anywhere. Well, there's not that much, like, meadow uh, land around here to really see mm-hmm. it. And the DOT is, is uh, very diligent about mowing roadsides, and sometimes it's a little heartbreaking because out here in the country where I live, You'll see a stand of wildflowers blooming, and then the mowers come through and clearing the, the sides of the road. Um, then they cut everything down, and it doesn't get a chance to reseed. And um, that's part of our problem. And, you know, there are organizations that are trying to get uh, swaths of wildflowers connecting to each other through properties or along roadsides, like along the, the highways. So that there is something there that the migrating uh, pollinators can can enjoy, and also the rest of us. You know, I love wildflowers. I yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah. the The state has uh, done over the years. I don't know if they've cut back on that, but uh, they've done a tremendous job along the highways, uh, the major mm-hmm. interstates uh, over the years. So, I like that. Uh, 919-860-9783. The uh, Gourd Festival is is back at the uh, State Fairgrounds, and uh, it's going on this weekend. Uh, hopefully, I, I think I invited somebody to call this morning and uh, tell us all about it. The 79th Annual Gourd Festival and Crafts Festival, um, November 6th and 7th, at the State Fairgrounds. And you can go to ncgourdsociety.org festival slash festival. So, or you can just kind of Google it. But uh, hopefully uh, somebody, Steph or somebody from uh, the Gourd Society will call us this morning and let us let us know all about it. Gourds are so that my father-in-law had these big metal poles uh, on that farm and he uh, he erected them and put gourds at the top. Later, he get, <clears throat> got some uh, synthetic, some some other plastic or some kind of PVC type gourd because it would last longer for the martins. He was wow. attracting martins, so there were martins all over the place hmm. out there. And uh, so there are a lot of uses, a lot of decorative uses. You can you can if you're you have that eye, uh, artistic eye, you can do all kinds of things with gourds anybody ever been to the gourd festival i have not but i saw probably it sometimes it's hard to find gourds but i found a really nice uh last weekend we rode up well we took a about a 500 mile trip in one day and did you mean to yeah i mean it was fun we came back uh when we were coming back we came back stopped at that virginia carolina uh market and 52 coming Mm -hmm. back into mount airy right and uh, they had tons of gourds up there. I mean, beautiful gourds. Some of them had, I guess, had about three or four foot, uh, uh, the whatever you call them. Diameter? No, no, long. The stem. Oh, the long stems. ones. The stems. Stems. They were beautiful. They had tons of them. Yeah, I wonder if, I assume they grow them maybe up that um, way? I think they might have been. Does your brother grow any? No. I okay. think they might have been shipped in. Okay. I don't know what they, Rufus, of, you ever tried to grow any gourds? I never have, but I remember when I was a boy on the farm, 
we'd have work hands down in the what we call the bottom land, and you bring a bucket of water, and you had the dipper made out of a gourd. That's right. And everybody used the same dipper. All right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Pam, you ever tried uh, doing anything with a gourd or growing well, any? You know, or? I have a, a friend who was into gourd art and uh, creating these beautiful, beautiful works uh, from them. And you see this as, a, as an indigenous craft sometimes. And I really used to appreciate the gourds at the state fair. At the fairgrounds, right? area, yeah, they would always have some really cute things, and and they had a kids category, and the children would create little ducks and things with their gourds or birdhouses, and it was always fun to see. Yeah, well, I had a teacher one time that called me Gourdhead. And <laughs> oh, I, come I, on! Yeah, he said, "Go ahead, Gourdhead." Well, that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, Dr. why would he call you that, Bill Ross? I don't know. I was called Bill Cabbagehead. Also, another one called me Cabbagehead. A teacher? Yeah. What kind of teachers do you have up there? Great ones. Except for uh, calling you gourd head or cabbage head. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, I, I would probably come back with something myself. <laughs> you probably didn't, but I would. Uh, 919-860, I would have gotten put into timeout. Well, that's, that's, that's when you respected your teacher. Yeah, they but were the you most know, respected people in the, they, in they the county. Just, not if they, they call you gourd head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nine one nine eight six zero. Everybody's opening pound cake this morning. Huh? Pam, I'm sorry you're not here. You, you know, it's a feast. It's a feast. I am too. I am Freshly too. made donuts, pound cake, all of this stuff in here. Man. Yeah. <laughs> The station help lights up when they see Phil coming. I'm telling you, you know what? The few people who are in the building, uh, Jason. Yeah, Jason's like I watched you walk in on, on all the way in on the camera. You didn't take your eye off. Uh-huh. Of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. More of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we have Pam Beck with us today. And uh, Pam uh, uh, Pam Beck and uh, Phil Campbell with us today. And uh, we're talking about some interesting stuff this morning. Uh, salt bush. It's easy to remember. Uh, groundsel is the other name. Groundsel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Queen Anne's Lace. Which I remember from from being a camp counselor at Camp Chestnut Ridge, because that's uh, something that we we had to walk through the woods. Somebody who knew about plants and all that was in the woods, he uh, he described all this stuff. There was one thing I remembered was Queen Anne's lace. Yeah, they uh, had a lot of it up that way because my granny would always she would bring it in and yeah, put it in County. arrangements. Yeah, right. it's pretty good to dry too. Mm-hmm. Hang it up and let it dry. And I went yeah. to a wedding one time. The whole theme was Queen Anne's lace, and it was beautiful. How about that? Wow. Yeah. And you got any Queen Anne's lace? Well, since, I'm a queen. Since you're Queen <laughs> Anne, I, that's what Rufus calls you. I didn't know if you had any Queen Anne's lace on the property. Yeah. But uh, good, yeah, good that, place. Yeah, it's nice stuff. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. What is uh, – describe the state of the pansy right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> the state of the pansy is is unhappy. Um, we have had – first of all, we had too much heat, and then we had six and a half inches of rain. And um, 
and then we had more heat. And it it really wasn't even cool at night. I mean, it it never cooled off. There was humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, pansies they they sent out a bulletin yesterday because there's a lot of disease right now in pansies all over the East Coast actually, um, and a lot of it is leaf spot. Mm. And some of the violas have just simply collapsed. I mean, they they cannot take that much rain, that much water. Um, so we've actually uh, we started going through yesterday and uh, just literally throwing some of the ones away that had gotten too tall, and some of the ones that had gotten too wet. I mean, you, it's just uh, it's been a a really bad season up to now. Hopefully, um, starting well. If you had your beds mounded, it's not as bad. Yeah. But um, hopefully, with the cooler weather, we'll see uh, see a turnaround. I mean, they're called, you know, pansies are called a winter crop for a reason. Um, In the winter, it's supposed to be cooler or colder, and that's when they do better. So um, we we just, uh, I'm thinking next year I'm going to try to maybe grow them a little bit later and have a a crop not quite as early. I've, I've gradually gone later every, you know, from 10 years ago. Or from hey, from way back, mm-hmm. uh, thirty years ago, I've gradually gone a little bit later and a little bit later, and so this year we started putting them in around September one. Well, next year I'm probably not going to have them come in and the plugs come in until about the middle of September, because last year and it's going to happen this year. It's the best looking pansy beds or the beds that are put in say the first two weeks in November. Hmm. So, so it's certainly not too late. Oh, it's definitely, oh, de- not. definitely no, not too late. No, pansies, describe snapdragons, everything. Describe the mounding process. Okay. Uh, how do we make pansies the happiest? Okay. What you need to do is, is you need to make sure that the soil, the bottom soil, the bottom of the bed, is will drain well. It's it's like having a huge container. Uh, so you've got to have it drain it, the drainage at the bottom of the the bed the bottom layer, and then you just um, you take topsoil and maybe mix some. Um, if you have trouble with voles and that sort of thing, um, you might want to put a little bit of permatill, or if you've got too much clay-like soil, you, you can mix some permatill in with it. But the biggest thing is to get some, some bag topsoil or, um, and maybe some soil conditioner and mix that all together and, and make up, we call it a nice fluffy bed. And so that means it's got air um, to to breathe. The soil does, so it doesn't become compacted. Um, so what you do then is just uh, you ra- raise beds. The ones out here coming in, they're probably a foot at least above the the ground level, mm. and that way they'll they'll tend to drain well, and the wind can blow across the tops of them and dry it out. Uh, after a big heavy rain, and that it just helps. I mean, they they're much happier that way. So showier. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I that's agree. true too. Yeah. That's true too. Uh-huh. And out here at Highwoods, the uh, commercial beds are have been. You know, I haven't noticed if they've planted any pansies yet, but uh, that's the way they do it. Well, out at here the, at the entrance, I didn't notice the rest of them. So coming in, it's still a little bit dark. But um, at the entrance, there's white. 
and yeah. um, okay. they're they're somewhat raised, and they looked really good this morning. So um, you don't need any uh, you don't need a structure of any kind, uh, you know, to make a raised no, bed no. for pansies. No, it's just a gradual slope off the bed. Is what you yeah. do. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a small mountain. You so know, how, you just what, gradually... what kind of soil do you use to make this? Well, if I were using, if I were going to make one, I would get use some of the regular topsoil top that's there if that's if it's good and then i would till that up and then i would mix in start just mixing in some of the bagged soil that we grow our um that we grow our plugs in like the ball soil or the sun grow soil um do you sell that? old castle yes okay we do all right and um so it has perlite in it and it has uh peat in it and it has a little bit of bark in it. So it, it's a really nice blend. I mean, we grow the the babies in it, so yeah. it's, it's definitely going to do well for the— And it also has a little bit, just a little bit of a starter charge, which gives you a little bit of fertilizer. Right. But then um, I, if I were going to do a bed right now, um, I would. you don't want to use slow release because the ground's starting to cool off some, and the, the air temperature is definitely cooling off. So I would put— just a little bit of blood meal. I would just sprinkle that on top of the bed after you've got it uh, mounded up where you want it. If you could just think of a, a very small mountain, you know, gradually goes, slopes up, and then it gradually slopes down um, on all sides, or at least on the, the, on the sides and the front. You can have it you can have it in the back. It could be a little bit, you know, higher or something back there. But if, like, if, if it were up against a sign or up against one of your walls or something like that, and that's a good place to plant them too. If you've got a some type of brick structure or rock structure uh, to plant those in front of that, they always do well because they have the sun keeps them keeps that structure warm, and then it, of course, keeps the pansies warmer at night. Yeah. So, Pam, any uh, suggestions, Pam or Rufus? Oh no, I I absolutely agree with Phil. I think um, you know, and and as I mentioned, I think it's a a great way to display them because the two it gives you an opportunity to see more of them when they're on a little slope like that, and their little faces will you know look up and face the sun. Hopefully, uh, the other thing I was going to suggest though is uh, throw a few bulbs under those pansies. Yeah. Yeah. Love having them together. What would you um, suggest? Daffodil. Oh gosh, I, my favorite little um, daffodil is probably little tete-a-tete. It's a it's a tiny five to six inch tall, a little double daff that you know. There's two two flowers on each stem. Uh, a nice true yellowy gold. It's it's not real pale like some of them are, or um, it is. It's just cheerful, and it's an early bloomer, so it comes up in February, and I think it looks fabulous with pansies. And, in fact, if you're doing containers, I would encourage you to put some of the smaller bulbs, maybe at the bottom of the container, and then put your potting soil in it and then plant your pansies on top of that, too. I was going to say I agree with everything you said, except if you've got a bird dog like Jasper, don't put the blood meal there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's a good substitute for blood meal then? Um, some of the um, furlone products or espoma products. Yeah. Yeah, you can mix those in. There's some plant tone and uh, different things that you can mix in. Very good. 
That's a that's yeah. a great and all gloves to dig up that blood meal. I, I, <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. Yep. So you looking for a big old bone or something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, or a T bone. T bone. T bone steak is what he's looking for. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We're only uh, going to be on for uh, two hours this morning. Uh, we go off at ten o'clock this morning. Uh, the Tar Heels countdown to kick off today. Playing uh, Wake Forest, I believe, and uh, so they they will be starting early today. And uh, so the weekend gardener is only on until ten today. So give us a call at nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. More of the weekend gardener coming up. listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus and we're joined by phil campbell this morning at campbell road nursery and uh pam beck uh out there in the hurricanes and she's uh she's having <laughs> did anybody have any uh nobody had any, did you have a freeze i assume you had some frost Pam. We did have some frost, but we didn't get a hard freeze because I was still able to pick some lettuce yesterday. So I oh. felt fortunate about that. I had not um, gotten out there and, and picked it. So we had that for salad last night. It was lovely. I really am surprised by how late this is. Normally we could count on a frost being October 15th, right during the state fair, but not anymore. It gets later and later every year. Seems to. I'll have to ask my buddy, our uh, Rivers and my buddy uh, Dave Bratcher up at uh, WKRX uh, Radio up there, the owner, see if they've gotten any. Because you know, Roxborough is about three hundred feet higher than than Durham, for instance. I mean, yeah. you, they're up on a. That's why we uh, they always seem to be a little colder up there. But so we'll see if they've got a freeze. I know some of the Orange County to the west were supposed to get freezes. Of course, there was some snow in the mountains. Yep. And uh, not much, but there was some snow. I guess you'd have to go to Mount Mitchell. In fact, somebody told me a week or so ago that they closed down the top of Mount Mitchell because, or I guess they closed Mount Mitchell. You couldn't go up there because of snow. Hmm. Yeah, last week. But, uh, yeah, Boone had a little snow yesterday, and uh, some of the higher elevations certainly did, Beach Mountain and so forth. I don't think ski season has started up officially yet, though. Now, it normally would. Pam's right. Later and later and later. Yeah. If it's going to snow anywhere in eastern America, it will snow in Boone. <laughs> yep. Seems like it. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three three. Richard, thank you very much for your patience. Good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, this morning, uh, just to follow up on uh, a comment about the gourds, and uh, the uh, there is actually a gourd museum in Anger, and uh, the Marvin and Mary Johnson Gourd Museum. And I did not know that. Yeah, we used to ride our bicycles down there, uh, and uh, they they were just some of the best people you'd ever want to know. And uh, she actually uh, owned the airport across the street. Uh, he That's was, quite a combination, a gourd museum and an airport. Yeah, <laughs> from each other. Yeah. And uh, she was the pilot, but Mr. Johnson uh, uh, wouldn't get in an airplane. We asked him, well, why is that? And he said, well, I made a deal with the Lord. If, 
if I'd keep myself out of the air, he'd keep me out of the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That that used to be a beautiful place down there when when they had their house and the pond, just the big lake was there. Absolutely. It was a place to ride the bikes to. And and, uh, and, uh, uh, Phil, thanks for that uh, amazing basil. Uh, it's still uh, it's grown to be higher than the uh, tomato cages. All right, that's it, great. It's fantastic. Uh, it's still producing. Uh, we're still enjoying the fresh basil. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the other day on the weather, I, I look at uh, AgWeb, and uh, the long-term forecast was for uh, uh, above-average temperatures for. Uh, the remainder of this month and above average in December, but uh, south of us, they're supposed to be below normal. Hmm. Yeah, I think wow. the National Weather Service had, had come up with above average temperatures for yep. our area, below normal precipitation, too. And uh, also, the, the other day, I, I was uh, uh, reading uh, where uh, Enrico Fermi, the physicist, had a compliment uh, for the botanist. Uh, when one of the uh, students asked him uh, uh, about the name of a particular particle, uh, Enrico Fermi replied, uh, uh, if I could remember the names of all those particles, I would have been a botanist. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> one of it, it's, uh, <laughs> each day we, we when we listen to Weekend Gardener, we get this great lesson uh, of botany. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Bits and pieces of different <laughs> things, actually. So we do that's include great. some gardening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and on the uh, uh, DO, NCDOT taking out the uh, uh, wildflowers, they have to mow because if they don't mow the shoulders and the ditches, it interferes with the efficiency of the road to uh, drain, and then they could become liable. Absolutely, uh, as right. uh, we've had a, certainly a problem on the on the Beltline between Glenwood and and Six Forks, but that didn't there. There's not a lot planted out there uh, for other reasons, but well, yeah, drainage then, is very important on on interstates, especially. Oh, yeah, and then what happens is uh, the, the landscape architect comes along. He wants a set of plans so that you put a bunch of crepe myrtles in, in the ditch. Of course, that interferes with the drainage. And mm-hmm. uh, when uh, water encounters something, it's, it's going to go around it, and it'll go and scour uh, the subgrade. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. No, we don't certainly don't want that at the, yeah. with the high speeds that people are traveling now. Oh, yeah. Well, and the, the funny thing is you, you see these signs now that says fender bender pull over, on a seventy mile an hour corridor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would be wishing for a fender bender right. at that point. Richard, thank you so much, buddy. All right. And thank you all. Nice talking there. to you thank always. You. And thanks for all those great sponsors. Yes, sir. Amen, brother. Y'all have a great one. Yes, sir. You, you too. too. Take care. Minja, I believe, is that uh, correct? Good morning. Hello? Yes, ma'am. How can we help you this morning? Yes, first of all, we love your show. Listen to you guys every Saturday. Thank um, you very much. <laughs> so, um, I have a question that I planted a uh, persimmon tree, a young persimmon tree uh, this September. And uh, how do I care for that tree over the winter time? 
Miss Pam, you want to tackle that? Oh, I love this. I'm I'm very fond of persimmons. Uh, my question for you is: This a native persimmon or is this an Asian persimmon? Yeah, I think it's a fuyu. Fuyu, that's my favorite. Oh, I'm so thrilled! If you've got that in the ground, there's nothing you need to do. If it is planted and it is in the ground. Just put a little mulch around the base of it. It is hardy here. It'll be fine next year. You should get some blooms and some fruit on it. And it's self-fertile. It's a nice low tree. Um, there's really nothing you have to do. So why fertilizing in the spring? No, not now. Not now. You do. You don't really want to fertilize it because it's going to go dormant and it's going to lose all of its leaves. It'll be bare. It'll be naked all winter. Okay. Um, so but then next spring, it'll flush back out. And if you want to put a little slow-release fertilizer around the base of it, then I use I use manure. I, oh, I'm really a fan of cow manure. And oh, okay. so I put that on my fruit trees and my, a lot of my vegetables. And there's really nothing you need to worry about. If, it, if you've got it planted, just water it. Now, we, we were talking about this earlier. If we have a warmer-than-normal winter and we have a drier-than-normal, be sure to get some water to it, especially since it's newly planted, about an inch a week. Oh, inch a week. Oh, great. That was my next question. Great. Thank you so much. I wish I You're welcome. For, and send, send you some persimmon. Yeah, right. please do. <laughs> Come visit us at a remote sometime. Midget, thank you very much. We got to go. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Please call again. Okay. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Remember, we only have one more hour this morning because Tar Heel Sports.